A quick note before this episode starts. If you listen to Getting Better Acquainted through iTunes and you've been wondering where some of the episodes have been recently, well, we've just had some feed issues. They're sorted out now, but people who were listening on iTunes are going to have to search again on iTunes and subscribe again to the podcast because you're no longer subscribed because that's what happened when they changed the feeds over. We're still on Stitcher and on SoundCloud just as before and we're still on iTunes. It's just you need to resubscribe to us. Your current feed looks like it works, but it doesn't work. Instead, you have to type in Getting Better Acquainted into iTunes, find me on there, and subscribe again to the podcast. It feels like your head is being ripped apart. Like you, it brings you to tears. It's suicidal thoughts a lot. It's, like, it's deep, man. It's like proper fucking heavy. Um, but yeah, it's like really rare. Uh, no one really knows much about it. I'm going to plug love, actually. Everyone needs to love a bit more. Doing the love revolution, you know? Like, there's no reason for, for everyone to be so intense around. Like, I must have to chill out a bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today we're getting better acquainted with Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello, how are you? I'm alright, yeah. Good, good, Dave. I'm, uh, I'm functioning on not very much sleep, as I said to you earlier on. Yeah. But I'm now going to drink a yeah, can of Red Stripe. You're drinking ale. Uh, I'm drinking Bombardier's Burning Gold. Quite apt for the sun that we're yeah. experiencing today. That's right, because we're on the south bank and it is sunny. Uh, we're outside. Makes a change. Got the sound of pigeons in the background, proving that we're in London. Yeah. Big Ben might chime at some point. Yeah, the London Eye is just over there. I've never been on the London Eye. Have you not? No. I've been on it once. Celebrated birthday. But it's, yeah, it's alright. Bit of a rip-off. It's a bit slow, isn't it? It is a bit slow, but to be fair, you do get some pretty good views with the good time over here. Like, I'd like... I'd like... I, I don't know, I like... Uh, I like fast... Fast... Uh, a fast merry-go-round. Yeah, well, I like fast... Rides. But yeah, you're right. It would be a bit ridiculous going round really fast. I'd actually feel pretty sick afterwards. Yeah, you would. Okay, I'm just sticking out a wind sock to make this bloody thing look even more ridiculous. Are you picking up winds? Uh, yeah, there is wind in the in the in the in the air. Surprisingly, yeah, okay. I can't feel it on me, but yeah, it, I, I can hear so, it. Okay. I can hear it in the. There we go. There it is. Yeah. I can feel it there. Anyway, this stupid thing that makes it look like a hedgehog will hopefully do the trick. So, <laughs> yes. the first question that I ask everybody is, how do you know me? I know you through uh, Apples for Everyone via George Brufton. Yep. So Apples for Everyone is a band I used to play in. Uh, George was the bass player. That's correct. I did uh, ukulele, yes. ukulele, guitar, singing and songwriting. Sometimes ridiculous percussion instruments and various different handing out apples. Yeah. All sorts of ridiculous things. Very, very entertaining bands in their own way. Yeah, in our in our own way is the good way of saying it. Yeah. Did you were you did you see us early on then? I saw you early on, in the middle and late on. Which is the best period of apples, yeah. Um, oh. 
think the last gig ever played was pretty good. The w- last one, what, where, where the drummer was so drunk that he was playing. Was that in the middle of Mansfield? Is that right? No. What was the one in the middle of Mansfield in near London Bridge? I don't know, actually, don't know. off the top of my head. But that was that gig? Well, that, that was the best one. Yeah. So late, late on. At yeah. the beginning, we were kind of chaotic, which, which eclectic. Yeah. Some people liked the eclectic sort of moment because yeah. it was so kind of you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next. But we were probably a tighter band by the end. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, so I know you through George. Yeah. How do you know George? I went to secondary school. Well, I say secondary school. I met him in sixth form. I was only there for maybe two or three months. But yeah, we used to play football, do other things in the playground. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what, you went there, I just, yeah, you I just went, joined there for six I joined form. there for six form. I quit after, well, I felt I got kicked out really, I'd say, smoking weeds in the playground. Um, entirely not my, my fault, it was past my chance to get caught. Yeah. But yeah, and then we, I just used to go up there and play football basically, at lunchtime to meet up with them lot, and then yeah, struck it up, good relationship with George, and been pretty tight with them ever since. So you guys got together kind of through playing football? Playing football, yeah. Yeah, drinking copious amounts of alcohol as you do with a teenager. Yeah, absolutely. I think in his first... Because George has been on GBA twice now. In his first conversation, I think he was talking about, like, them, those years being, like, someone like them. They're the, the good years. Like, yeah. they could just do that. Oh, they were wicked. Yeah, we had no responsibility. Like, you had nothing you could go out to drink eight pints not worry about anything yeah, you get up in the next morning exactly yeah yeah when your body is actually yeah your, your body respects you a bit more <laughs> although, like now although probably like I guess like when you're when you're young you can take it but it's probably doing you loads of damage for later on yeah but fuck, yeah, it. fuck it yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly you're only young once if you don't enjoy it while you're young, you're never going to enjoy it, are you, at the end of the day? It's, it's only certain things you can do at certain stages of your life. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, so you've known, known George, what? Like, 16 years. 16 years. 16 years. It's weird, isn't it, when you get around our age it, and, it and you start you, being able to say stuff like that? Yeah. I was actually with a, a friend's party, um, I think it's last weekend, I can't remember, I was so drunk. Um, and George is there as well, and I've actually known the guy since five years old, so like, since we started primary school together. That's like, it's a fucking long time, man. It's longer than I've known my sister, my sister's only 12, but it's like, yeah, yeah. it's weird, like, I think, but it's, yeah. And you've been, you've been in London, like, been in London, all your life? Not all my life, I've uh, lived in Hampshire for three years. Um, yeah. When was that, like, when you were a kid? Or no, when? no, when I was 23, moved down there, so I was like 26. Yeah, pretty crap. Just had enough of working up here. Thought my parents lived in the countryside anyway. Thought I'd go back home, you know, dust about for a bit, get a job down there. It's yeah, pretty shit. <laughs> Basically, like, they live in like a dead end town, like it's just full of back people and not yeah, not nice. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, but most of your life you lived in London. Mm-hmm. I'm a Londoner. Yeah, I'd say a South Londoner. <clears throat> that. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a big difference. Oh, massive. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mass, don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yeah I hate it. Like, we've, get these, we've got a northern boss at my company, and he thinks London's are just London's like one genetic race. It's not true. Like, it's, it couldn't be, it couldn't be more different, you know. No, that's true. It's, yeah. There's a number of different Londoners. Oh, definitely, definitely. Without a doubt. Like, I live in East London, but I'm yeah. not a Londoner because I've lived all over the country in my in my life until and I've been here seven years now though I don't know how long you have to live here but I think if you're not born here you're probably not a Londoner uh, 
I say you're not a true Londoner, but you can definitely like embrace the London way of life and spirit and yeah. Yeah, well, I try. And I take, try. Yeah, I try to get the most out of being in London. It's an exciting place in some oh, ways to be. Amazing place. Stuff's most, happening. Yeah, all the time. It's just that is good. I love London. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like because I've lived all over the country, and there's a lot of like complicated feelings about London that you get around the place, and I, I do have sympathy with that because. Yeah. Like everything is so about London that like you wouldn't even know that half the places in the country exist. Yeah, yeah. But that said, uh, London is a pretty uh, cool place to be. <laughs> Enjoyable yeah, place. Now that we're sitting here, we've got Royal Festival Halls, London Eye, Houses of Parliament. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Man, what more does he want in the city? Sunny day. Sunny day. It's different. If it's a if it's a if it's a rainy day, we might oh, have yeah. different feelings about definitely, London. Definitely. Um, and the second question that I ask everybody is, um, what do you do now? What do I do now, as in right at this present moment? Or? Yeah, well, you can interpret it however you like, really. I'm going to interpret that as, uh, what do I do now? Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, well, at the moment, I work for an, elect- an American electrical company. Okay. Um, it's a pretty uh, dire job, um, but I work with some great people. I work with a great team of people, like hilarious to work with. Um, the job itself is um, pretty monotonous. Um, well, what is it? I mean, you are you an electrician? No, no, no. I uh, we distribute electrical items, so um, electricians come to us to buy the materials, kind of thing. We do more industrial, I'd say, than uh, like commercial and okay, like domestic. Um, but yeah, so you're doing deliveries. I don't. I work in the sales. You're in. So I work in the sales. In too. the in the office. I'm in the office. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So what like what do you do, what's like a day? A day in office, right? Well, I get to work at seven o'clock in the morning. Right, um, that's already pretty horrific. That's, yeah. yeah, and I'll get in, and there'll be like notes, like picking notes with like goods that I've got to go out that day. So I help uh, the boys in the warehouse just get everything ready to go out in the fans. About forty-five minutes, I go into the office itself. Oh, then at the moment I'm doing a buying job, so I'm not really doing sales. I'm uh, doing the procurement for the company, buying in the goods, etc. So I get on with that. And then yeah, that is my that is all I do. It's actually now like I talk about it out loud, it's quite depressing when you think I spend most of my days sat on my desk looking at a PC, pours out my mind. Yeah. Cheers, Dave. Well sorry about that. <laughs> it's it's kinda like I mean that's like unfortunately that's like a common work experience yeah. really, like these days, like whatever whatever industry you're in, you'd like sitting in an office pouring <laughs> yeah. out your mind. Yeah, but then uh, yeah. Social life, I don't really do much socially anymore. Um, mainly down to laziness um, <laughs> and working such like long hours, yeah. like seven till five every day. Pretty much bullshit. You know? yeah, yeah, that's right. Are you working six days a week as well? Uh, no, I was only I worked six days a week last week because of the uh, stock take we were doing. Okay. That was horrific. That was from, like working till ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night, and then sat working Saturday all day as well. So I'm pretty drained, much like yourself at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky that I'm able to get drained for things I want to do rather than things I have to yeah. do. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm interested to know if we fall asleep by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, I guess, like, one thing I know about you is you have, like, a, in, uh, like, a, a condition, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's um, a neurological disease. It's uh, also known as a taxotrigeminal autonomic cephalgia 
that's wow, like the, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. That's the, like the conditions, like the group police want to know. And I suffer from uh, class headaches, uh, primary stabbing headache, and hip mix syndrome. Um, sound amazing, didn't they? When yeah, they did. Okay, so what? <laughs> the what? main, the word, but the main, the main problem is the cluster headaches. Uh, class headaches are it's a condition where the blood vessels uh, swell up around the uh, eye, temple, back of the neck, um, and they basically it's just intense pain. You cannot describe it. Um, if you research it, you'll find there's like ma- women that had children, childbirth, and they say it's like, and they suffer from it. They say it's far greater, worse pain. Uh, it feels like your head is being ripped apart like you, it brings you to tears it's suicidal thoughts a lot it's like it's deep man it's like proper fucking heavy um, but yeah it's like really rare uh, no one really knows much about it um, government doesn't really seem interested in it they don't consider it to be a debilitating condition okay so you can't um, even like get like no no benefit or anything oh. like that or I, I took I've taken months and months and months off work since over the last few years um, and I've been able to get nothing back from the government the company doesn't give me any sick pay either so it's kind of stranded because the last time like, cause we, this is the second time we've tried to schedule this conversation mm. and the last time you had like a headache I think that day didn't you uh, no that was back oh shit that was the back, but the back it actually did bring on the attacks as well because if I take painkillers, sometimes they will cause me to have attacks. Right. So that's like a double whammy. So if I'm in pain, I, I can't really take painkillers. Um, in case I make myself even more ill. So like paracetamol. Paracetamol. Paracetamol is a no-no. Like ibuprofen is a no-no. Wow. Sodium diclofenac in really small doses can be all right, but then it's really hard to find that. Because I mean, I got like I had when I was a teenager. I had uh, well. A young teenager, I used to get migraines, yeah, uh, yeah. and they were hard enough. But at least I could take paracetamols and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then just try and sleep for as long as possible. Mm. I mean, does sleep help, or can you sleep? No, you can't really sleep. And if you nap during the day, you always have an attack. It's it's just crazy. It is the most Fuck. fucked up like thing. Like, yeah. If so, like when I'm really bad, like, I'm quite touch woods and I'm pretty all right at the moment. When I'm bad, I can expect like. Uh, I don't know, between six and eight attacks a day. Uh, starting off, maybe the first few ones be 30 minutes to an hour long. Grudge get longer during the day. Um, and that's like over 24 hour scale, so you might have one at like one o'clock in the morning, then five o'clock in the morning, and go throughout the day. Um, when you actually wake up properly, say seven or eight, whenever it is, you can't go, you can't try and nap again. Because it starts with the melatonin as well in the, in the brain, and when the body starts to produce it again, because it's not the right time of day, it's also the. Uh, hypothalamus okay. and it's it's something in that to the circadian rhythm I'm not quite sure what the ins and outs are because no one really knows kind of thing but you know it all points to a certain part of the brain because that controls all the autonomic systems and all that um. I think we've got we've, we've got everything we said okay. somehow the microphone well, <laughs> the microphone fell over and managed to turn itself off which is not it's not an easy thing for it to manage to do because it's a the kind of switch you have to pull down. Uh, so I'm impressed with the microphone skills there. So is it, is it on and recording again now then? It is recording again and it managed to and it managed to save it, which is like one time I had a conversation where I ran out of battery and I'd just done an hour of conversation and the whole thing wiped. No. And I had to do like well we did it another hour straight away after but it wasn't it wasn't as good. Never is as good. Anyway, yeah what I was gonna ask you then was well, Hello. champagne. Champagne. There you go. 
highlight for you. One, 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 one facet of what London is like. <laughs> you were saying that you don't know what triggers it. Yeah, no, it's like all different kinds of triggers. Like, uh, sometimes it can be the heat. Like you wake up one day, you just feel really hot, and if you go out in the sun, it'll like trigger it. It's like it's like really weird. Really, really, it's worth researching. Though, like seriously, like, look into it. It's like such a fucked up illness. Yeah, no, it sounds it. Yeah, and like there's three, there's three different parts to it. You say? Well, no, I suffer from three different conditions. Tax is like the, the group of Ill, like, the group of conditions. Okay. Uh, and the three is uh, plus headaches, which is like the one that causes me the most grief. And the cluster headache, I guess, is like from the, from the name of it. I should imagine it's like lots of different headaches happening at the same they, time. Yeah, because they happen in clusters. So they don't happen all the time. They only happen like during certain like in bouts. We call them. So you might have about six weeks where you'll get them during six weeks. Oh, I weeks see. So it's not... I see. So it's like you get like a period of time where you sometimes, get loads of This way it's complicated sometimes. So you get two different types of conditions called episodic, which is like that where it'll come for maybe twice a year for six to eight weeks or however long. And then you get chronic where it happens every day. Um, I went chronic uh, two years ago uh, for 18 months. And did, uh, you was, couldn't work? No, I couldn't work or anything. I was trying to go into work every now and then. Um, no point really and you got uh, no benefits no benefits that's all that. so how did you what did you do uh, parents right. uh, last of the savings uh, yeah stuff like that just survived basically do you get people like people who don't believe in it Is that uh, not really it? no because when I have an attack <laughs> it's like when people have an attack you know you about can it. see it, you can oh fuck it. you can hear the, like, t- like the tears and the crying and the yeah. people like some people scream out it's like that painful like, I'm, I'm, I actually managed to hold it in but if you look at me like I've had people approach me before and think I was on drugs, not like having like, some sort of like nervous breakdown and stuff, and it's not, it's like the attack. I should come carry around with me a card. I won't get out, uh, I will get out to show you. Got it. Um, so if I am having an attack, it's pretty destroyed to be in the wash. Like, uh, for people I wear it around my neck. I suffer from a neurological condition known as cluster headache, which causes me excruciating pain in one side of my face. Eye and head, so it's only one side. Yeah, only, yes, yeah. Mine's on my on my uh, right hand side. Forty five minutes to three hours. Fucking hell, this is horrific. I mean, I know it's your life. Yeah, so no, sorry to react yeah, no, that yeah, way. Yeah, no. Oh man. <laughs> don't don't ask you any questions. No, I can't, you can't of speaking, talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh man. So that's, yeah, and you you move about a lot. Uh, yeah, like you try and like. One of my favourite things to do is to rub my head as hard as I can inside my temple against a, a brick wall like when I'm having an attack. Uh, because the pain of smashing like, your face almost, like rubbing it against the wall, kind of takes your mind away from, from the, the attack. Pain. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so yeah, get or yeah, get get a nice like hard, proper hard wall, not a brick wall really. So you want it to be a bit cold, as well as like brick walls and all the yard, the outside wall. Yeah. And really push your face against it, like really grind it around. And uh, it sounds quite nasty when you think about it, but it's actually quite pleasant when you're when you're in pain. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so that's cluster headaches. That's cluster headaches. Um, primary stabbing headache. That's as it sounds. It's a primary stabbing headache. It's like short bursts of intense pain, uh, like someone stabbing your head, but like once really, really quickly. Um, oh, literally, pain probably lasts for I don't know from three seconds to about thirty seconds maximum. But it's just like the shock of, I don't know, he'll be sitting there at work. It's like, it's like fuck. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't swear, I don't swear, but it's like the, the, the movement's always there because it feels like... Someone's hitting you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's always like 
diagonal, diagonal pain, like almost like from the out, out head straight into the brain kind of thing. Okay, so like, going so down, like yeah. from above where your ear is, yeah. going diagonally down. Is what yeah, you, is what you're gesturing. Jesus. And that, yes, yeah, um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's but there's nothing they can really do for that. It's just something you have to live with because it's so short and intense. It's no medication. Like some, it's over before it started, kind of thing. It's, but yes, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit weird. And what's the third one? That one's hypnic syndrome, which apparently I'm not supposed to suffer from because I'm not old enough. It normally only affects elderly people. Um, but it's been the doctor said when I was in UCL, I had to go. In, I was going quite a few times. Um, National Hospital of Neurology and Neurosurgery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they said that yeah, I had it. It's um, similar to cluster headaches, um, but injections, because I have injections for cluster headaches, uh, they don't really work on it. Um, you have to have caffeine. So you wake, and it only affects you during the night. Um, so you, so you have to drink up. caffeine at night. Yeah. Um, Which won't help you sleep. What you normally do is down a couple of Red Bulls really, really fast. Like I down like literally four or five gulps, uh, two of those, you sit up there for about 10, 15 minutes, and you lay back down, go to bed. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. When did all this kick but in? That, that, uh, I was first diagnosed when I was 24, maybe 25. I can't remember. It's been a while now. Um, yeah, when I was first, because when I was first, it must have been, no, it was later than that. It was 24 when I first started having attacks. So I was diagnosed at 27. So I was diagnosed when I was living at my parents, when I was living at my parents' house, I had the first attacks. We were in a little village. Um, and uh, went to surgery and told him that I kept every, like, four hours. Because it's, Basically on the dot, like for like they'll come at the same time every day and everything. Jesus. So I've gone to the doctor. I've said to him, "Look, mate, I'm having like these weird like pains, like real painful headaches and pain inside my face, and I'm all my eyes swelling up, um, and I wake up with it in the middle of the night. It's absolutely excruciating pain." So he's looked at me and he's just said, "I've got a sinus infection. Just give me these tablets." I started taking the tablets. Like six weeks later, it's gone. Uh, so I obviously think, "Okay, tablets have worked." Next year it's happened again. So I've gone back to the doctor, so the same thing's happened, going, yeah, you must have like this recurrent sinus infection, give me the tablets again, it's last for a short period of time, and it's gone. Third year, exactly the same thing happened again. Now I moved to London the following year. And it's come back again, exactly it's always um, late Oct- uh, late August, early September. Um, so it's come back again and I've gone to the doctor and I've just walked in the shop and said I've got severe sinusitis, it comes back every year. Give me like the med like the medication and he's looked at me and he's like you don't what the hell is that you haven't got nothing wrong with sciences he's checked around and he's got like, can you describe what's happening so i've gone through everything with him uh and he's gone yeah i think that i know what it might be blah 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 but he wouldn't say anything he goes what i want to do is refer to a neurologist to get another uh proper look at it so i went to st george's atkinson morley i've walked in and i've gone through everything all the everything the guys uh the doctor said yeah you probably got cluster headaches um, but they need to, they'd have to see me again in however many months time to sort everything out blah blah and refer me to the right correct specialists uh, in that time that's when I started getting really really sick so I started to go um, Parkside Hospital in Wimbledon having to pay private because I couldn't get into the NHS fast enough um, and there it was confirmed um, yeah and from then it's just been controlling medication but I was surprised I don't rattle the amount of shit I've <coughs> taken like sure what are the injections you're having? The injections are that's like the lifesaver. Because when you're having an attack, you can inject it. And for most people, you get rid of like, all the pain. Uh, for me, it gets rid of, I'd say, 90% of it. Um, and it still leaves the facial swelling and tearing. But yeah, so I can just whip them out. Uh, but you can only have two, you're only supposed to have two a day. So what I do is I actually take them apart. And just, when I have an attack, inject like one third of the fluid only. So now of each injection, I get to like 
I, each pack player that I managed to get six injections instead of the two. Oh right, okay. Yeah, That's but they're great. pretty they're pretty fucked up. They cause you have stroke because they um, they uh, shrink. There's a uh, vasoconstrictor that constricts the blood vessels in the brain. So you've got to be like at the same time really careful how you do them. So it's kind of catch twenty two. You know, you're fucked if you don't take it. You're probably fucking yourself up when you do. Uh, yeah, it's all fun and games. Oh man, well. Jesus. Yeah, I but mean, other than that, life's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, do you get like a few months, like like yeah. months in the year where you're not having any of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like normally springtime, I'm pretty alright uh, around now. Um, yeah, it all depends. Like it's been with me, it's been so variable. Like it's only like, I was it was every year the same period of like, same period of time for about four or five years, and I went. Uh, chronic where I did it every day and then since then it just kind of does whatever it wants like I could be like I'm alright now but tomorrow I could be in agony kind of thing sure. so yeah it's pretty weird I mean well, I guess you pretty much like you hate it I guess yeah it's, um, <laughs> like it's, it's one of those things that it's like there's nothing I can do about it you know? I've got to live with it like, I do like when I'm in the middle of a really bad bout I do get really depressed like, suicidal basically like, there's sure, been times yeah. when I've like I'm so tempted to just do it because I mean if, I don't know if you're anything like me but wh- whatever I'm feeling I, I find it really hard to get an idea that it's going to ever end yeah and yeah. if it's something that's like really horrible then that's you know that's where I get really yeah. like not I don't get suicidal but when I get depressed yeah. it's because I'm like this is how I'm going to feel for the rest yeah. of my life and it's not like worth feeling like this for the rest of my life but if it's something like physical <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's one of those things yeah it's like now I just you live with it it's like there's some days that I obviously can't go to work and stuff um, there's nothing I can do about it like before I used to really worry like what's going to happen kind of thing but now it's got to look after myself you know kind yeah. of thing I'm not worried about like I mean do you get like support and stuff like from like you got family yeah family friends are great as well yeah. uh, friends I've got really good like bunch of close friends um, yeah they all help a lot you went away to Spain this year uh, last like year? That? Last year, that's right. Yeah, last year, of course now. Um, like, does that help, like, leaving the country? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Better climate. It all depends, yeah. Like, yeah. It all depends. It honestly all depends. Yeah. Like, it's like so... I always feel better, obviously, when I'm out of the country and not a climate. <laughs> whether that has any effect neurologically, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, it's... Uh, so yeah, so that's yeah, that's my illnesses. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's not hereditary, right? No, no, they, they do ask you. Uh, there's a one in four chance if I have children, they'll uh, take it. They reckon. Okay. They get it, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's not directly. None of my family really suffer from head problems per se, neurological, but like maybe psychological. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no one has any uh, illness or anything like that. Well, yeah, that's a fucker. Mm. But it sounds like you're dealing with it pretty well. Oh, I mean, yes. You're kind of used to it now. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when it first... It's definitely a lot worse, obviously, when you first get diagnosed and start going for crap like injections into the back of the head and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, now it's, yeah... It's yeah. just it's part of my life, isn't it? It's one of those yeah. things, you know, it's... Yeah. It feels it's part of me now. It feel, it'd be it'd probably actually be pretty weird for it to go away. 
Yeah, no, because, I, um, I guess that's yeah, true. Yeah, because it kind of keeps on a little bit of an edge as well. So, yeah. What do you mean? Right? It, 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 it like, like, you always edge. try to like, be careful of like, be careful of like. So you're running your whole life around it. Not, I wouldn't say running your whole life around it, but you just you bear in mind that it's there. You yeah. don't want to awaken the beast, as they say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it's definitely like, yeah. It's probably a good good thing in a way because it's definitely calmed down like my uh, abuse of yeah stuff and <laughs> alcohol. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, I guess yeah, it makes, it's, it's made you more moderate. Mm. It's made me more aware as well of like illness as a general like concept and what people go through. And, like it's one of those things that yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's more em- yeah, it's given me a lot more empathy towards people that I probably didn't have before. If that makes sense. No, true. I mean, I, I often think that, like, um, about, like, you know, at the moment we're living in a time when people with disabilities and people who are poor and stuff are being, like, attacked by the government. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, like, don't on that, Sure, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could both bore everybody yeah. with that. But, but I think, like, I often think it's so weird to attack people with disabilities because we could all be someone with a disability any time yeah. like it just takes crossing a road in the yeah, wrong, yeah, like, the yeah. wrong moment it's so random it's unbelievable and um, so like when, when you're taking away stuff from people with disabilities you're taking it away from yourself potentially mm. I guess you've had that like experience of being on both sides of that yeah definitely definitely I don't know what those weird sounds are going on from that's the there. other belly that is yeah, so like, there must be a, like a gig or something. It's, yeah, they normally have like comedians during the afternoon and stuff and gigs at night. It's oh, actually right. quite a nice setting in there. Like you walk in, it's walk down into it. You've got like a couple of like, secluded areas to drink and do whatever you want kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I've been there for the last couple of years. Gone there a few times. Yeah, so no, I keep meaning to go. I've heard about it because it's like, um, I think it started in in, in Edinburgh. Like yeah, it was Edinburgh. part of the food yeah. festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been to the Adderbelly in Edinburgh loads of times, and so I keep thinking I should go to the one in London. Definitely. Since you live here, you might as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. But then that's the way. That's the thing about living in London. Like, even though we were saying at the beginning how there's so many things to mm. do here, it's like you don't like do stuff if you if you live somewhere. Yeah, because you just take like, it for granted. Yeah, you just think I could do there. that sometime, but you never yeah. do it. Yeah, I keep thinking I should like have a day in London doing all the tourist things. Like the, Lon- like yeah. the, like the London Eye or the other Valley or whatever, yeah. It's bloody expensive though for... Oh yeah, well, everything in the city <laughs> yeah, is, that's, the, that's another downside. Yeah. So, yeah, you, so you, you're born in South London. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, what, what, what team do you support? Uh, I actually support Millwall. Millwall? Yeah, it's a bit of a long, so basically, um, I never used, when I was I've got confessions now I don't know many people know this uh, <laughs> when I was really young I used to support Arsenal and Leeds United um, mainly I supported Leeds United after they won the league in 91 and after that I supported Arsenal um, up until the age of 14 and then my uh, dad used to know uh, the parents of a Millwall player plays midfield uh, so we used to get like tickets to the box and stuff like that so we used to go all the time and Basically, yeah, just fell in love with the team and been a loyalist supporter ever since. Uh, I try to go when I can. Um, yeah. Millwall. Millwall. Mil- Mil- <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I know fuck all about football, okay. but that's okay. But like, it's a, uh, it's not what you should support, is it, Millwall? 
Where, where you live? Where, no, where you really. Live. No, I'm from I'm from a family of Chelsea supporters, really. Uh, right. Except for my little brother Tate, who supports. Um, no, he supports Chelsea as well. Uh, my little brother Darcy supports Arsenal. Um, a bit like how I used to. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea supporters, really. Um, well and truly, it should be Wimbledon because uh, they were where we used to live in Tooting. Uh, they played on Plough Lane, we lived on Portwater Road, and it was a seven-minute walk to the stadium. Sure. Uh, but obviously, what with their, what happens with them? Obviously, <laughs> going up to Norman Kings and all that's not really relevant now. Um, but yeah, I do love my Millwall. I love my football. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not a football sport. I don't really. I, 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 a lot of my best friends are they. I'm not saying I'm not not going anything against football yeah. supporters, but like uh, I guess. Like I think I might have been, I might be interested, I might have been interested in football if I'd have had a different childhood. You know, like I was not. Well, first of all, I lived in Cardiff for a lot of time, so it's more rugby than football. Yeah. Do you follow rugby? Well, no, I don't follow any sports because oh I didn't God. really, I didn't really fit into, like, I didn't really fit in, and so uh, because of that, like, I have bad associations with with sports, even though I know that they're stupid. Like, I know it's wrong. Like I know it's prejudice. <laughs> Like I know it's prejudice, but it's hard to completely escape it. Like um, I guess, like I like sports-wise, I like watching darts. Yeah, I, I know that's a bit game. weird, but I like it. I like, yeah. Um, and I like tennis. Ten- I'm not too keen on. I know. Tennis. Well, Sometimes it's good for the TV though. Like it's the right shape. It's true. That's <laughs> logic. I like that. I like that. And I used to watch cricket a bit because my family watched cricket. But I've never really been any, into any of them that much, really. Like, my dad's into it all. Like, my dad watches all the football and that. And, like, like the rugby, he watches anything, really, when it's going. Yeah. He likes the, like, the drama of it. And, like, I the, love I love all most sports. It's, uh, yeah, I could easily sit there. I'd much prefer to sit there watching sport than playing it. <laughs> definitely one of those guys now. Sure, well, that, that's weird, though, because I reckon I, lo- I reckon I prefer playing sport to watching it. Yeah. Like, I used to play, like, five-a-side football at school in sixth form, and I used to love that. Yeah. Because it's, like, small, like, yeah. didn't have to run that far, but you could, like... It was the only chance I had of, like, getting anywhere near a goal was playing five-a-side rather than... <laughs> rather than a proper pitch. But, uh... I used to be able to, like... I used to be able to tackle people. That was about all I could do on a football pitch. A bit brutal, were you? I was a little bit. But I was, we had like this guy called Jermaine who went on to become a professional footballer, and like once I tackled him, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good as like as the kid that was like properly bullied at school. Like it was quite quite a, a nice moment for me to tackle the the kid that yeah. was like in the youth leagues, but uh, but didn't really like follow through in terms of kudos in the school. Like <laughs> only I paid attention to that yeah. moment. Everybody else just like rushed him. over it. Yeah. But I mean, so you started off playing football? Yeah, I used to play football as a kid. I used to play, yeah, in the leagues and stuff. Little league up until the age of uh, 12 or whatever it is. Um, then I stopped playing, like, passive, but always down the park with mates and stuff like that. Yeah, enjoy it. I used to enjoy it, kick about. And do you miss it? Do you miss playing yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, in a way, yeah, but in another way, like, I just can't be arsed anymore. Like, to run around the pitch and, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you don't give, miss give, it. Give me my sofa and a beer. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I've done, that's part of my life that I've done now. I've got like, yeah, <laughs> other things to do now, like loaf around when I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, 
so you watch like so you watch sports in your in your free time. Yeah. Are you into like films and stuff as well? Uh, not really. No. Is it just so it's just mainly sports? It's mainly sports. Uh, documentaries. I love a good documentary. Oh, right. um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I probably do watch. I, like, I'm on Skype a lot. My girlfriend's in Italy, so. Oh right. Um, okay. So we yeah. So a lot of my spare time as well in the evenings is spent doing that so so you she she's a she so, so it's a long distance relationship it's, at the moment it is yeah until she gets back over oh, right. in uh, october okay that's pretty good that's pretty long time that's pretty long we do see so she's over here every four weeks i'm over there uh, i'm going over there the end of the month for 12 days so so she italian she's italian yeah oh, cool. she's, yeah <laughs> nice girl i don't know yeah she's much crazy to I'll spend a life with an english man but fair play to her <laughs> well you're, you're a nice guy I'm oh obviously a, that's a, a reasonable decision but like did you meet her here then yeah i'm at uh, um not one of george's gigs for a friend of friends nice yeah Three years and, then, and she like just gone to Italy or is she been yeah there she's been most? over she's actually been over since last uh, July and then like yeah coming back every four to six weeks yeah cause she, had to, she didn't have any work over here and then she's doing some tour guides work over there preparing her for a PhD okay let's uh, do here probably at SOAS oh sweet yeah SOAS is a, a pretty like interesting place I think very very I like going it's, like, like, it's like one of the few like hotbeds of like yeah. radicalism in yeah. the country yeah yeah very much <laughs> it's like the only one in fact yeah <laughs> yeah so. yeah well that's cool yeah. how is how are you finding being in a long distance relationship though yeah it's fine yeah yeah that's I think it makes the time with you spend together that extra special, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Obviously, ideally, it wouldn't you be a long distance yeah, relationship, but yeah, you've got to, got to play the game with the hand, like the cards you dealt with, so. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, you seem quite good at doing that in a way, like dealing, like that's, playing the cut hand. That's like, you, you adapt, didn't you? I think that's that's all you can do in life. If you don't adapt, you're going to fall off the cliff at the end of the day. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just. Ah, it's good. It's, it's good, like. I, I don't know, like, you can you can rage too much against the machine, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, I, you... I spend a lot of my time raging against the machine. Yeah, I, I kind understand. of admire it in people who don't, you know? No, I, I rage at the same time, but stuff like this where it's like... Nothing I do is, like, can change the situation. Same with, like, the illness, this kind of thing. So you just kind of... You live with it, don't you? Yeah, sure. What else is there to do? No, it's the right... You, you, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. So, okay, so two in... Yeah. Is where you're from. So is where I was born and raised. And like you went to school there? I, I went to school at um, Broadwater School, which is right opposite my house. Wow. Very, very handy. Yeah, Broadwater Primary School. After that was ADT College in Wandsworth. What's ADT? ADT College was a school, a really funded school, named after ADT Security Systems. Okay. Um, weird. Very weird. Yeah, it's very, very weird. We didn't have a... Forget we didn't have a headmaster. He was called something else, like not CEO but managing director or something like that. It's weird. very, very, very strange. Um, the school's gone now. It's um, it's weird because I only joined there a year after it opened, and it, I think it closed down I don't know, a few four or five years ago. It's now another. It's been rebranded as another school and a, a state proper school kind of thing. Yeah, and then I went to Ernest Bevin College in Tooting, Braveney, where I met George, and then yeah. So you went to like. So that was a, a, a weird, that it's a, it was a private school? It was a private school, it was like a privately funded school. Okay. It was, it was 
Yeah. Like, we didn't have to pay or anything. You had to do uh, exams to get in there and stuff like that. Like a grammar school then, I guess, but Quite like a corporate of, yeah. grammar school. Cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird. It's very, very strange. Really odd. Um, horrendous uniforms as well. Grey trousers, grey jumper and a bright blue blazer. Ugh. Yeah. That's a bit... Garish, yeah, say the e- least. easy to spot in the street, which ain't, <laughs> yeah. ain't necessarily a good no. thing for school uniforms, I don't think. Definitely not. Yeah, we had, uh, we ended up with, uh, in my last primary, uh, secondary school that I was in, we ended up with like blue polo shirts, which were like pretty easy to wear, like in terms polo of, shirt. Yeah, no, like the polo shirts, like yeah, like like the, we had, we got they had no ties off, like they just had these like t-shirts. That's things cool. with the with the brand like the logo of yeah. the school on bright blue or white and so I always thought they were like a bit like let's wear something that really like draws attention to that's, yeah. I guess that's what uniforms are supposed to do aren't they yeah. draw attention yeah. to what school you're from but I don't think that's helpful when you're walking down the street like, <laughs> and you Definitely meet not. a kid from a different school that, yeah no, not even that it's just if you want to be naughty like you often do when you're a school yep. kid yeah. Um, yeah yeah exactly yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely when you left school yeah did you, did you go straight into work? Uh, no, I bumped around for a bit, um, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Um, started a law course, which I quit. Why'd you uh, quit it? Because uh, I couldn't be asked this. It was just too much. It wasn't me. Um, yeah. I just yeah, it's a ra- it's a rational decision to do it, and yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's just one of those things. Um, then yeah, then I worked, got into the electrical wholesaling game, and I've been in it more or less ever since. What, how did you end up in electrical oh, wholesale? It doesn't seem like a dis- decision. Again, like my father knew someone that like had needed someone. I got into that way, and I was pretty good at it. And I just worked my way up, kind of thing. And yeah, like can't knock. I get paid a good wage for what I do, you know. It's, sure. But at the same time, it is pretty like unsociable hours, like so bloody long. And yeah, they are long hours. Like, seven to five. I mean, that's brutal. Do you live near? Yeah, I actually at? make a point of like I've, this. This job I've only been there three months. Um, I make a point of wherever I work, I move to, to like within ten minutes walk. It's sensible. I'm always I've always yeah. commuted all my yeah. life, and so every time I've had a job, so like I used to get up at like five thirty in the morning in order to go to this library I used to work in because I used to live in Lancaster and work in Preston, so I used to like, commute, and like it's always made like. I've always had like okay hours, I guess. Like never had like bad hours like you. But I've always had like an hour and a half added on to the beginning yeah, and yeah. end. So like it's quite it's quite sensible. Compar- yeah. Everyone's always saying, "Why don't you move to where I to the borough of London that I work in?" But I always, I don't, I don't know. I work with the public, so like quite a lot. So I don't really want to be like walking down the street and then like drunk, say in the yeah, night yeah. and have to like meet. A child that I work with, or uh, when yeah, I used to work yeah. in the libraries, like an old man or something, whatever. Don't want to do that. That'd be pretty awkward. Yeah, sure. So it's long hours, good pay. Yeah. <sighs> Easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what you're doing, very. It, yeah. That's. I think that's why it's so monotonous as well, because it's not challenging enough. Are you tempted to try and do something else? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Catering, probably. Okay. Involves in cooking. Um, but yeah, it's that's right because you do cook, don't you? Yeah. Like I've seen that. Like, because we're Facebook friends, yeah, we so a lot of what, friends, my yeah. knowledge of what you do, like, right, comes yeah. from what you post on your Facebook. Um, yeah, I cook a hell of a lot. Um, my friends and family seem to like what I cook, so it's yeah, it's something I'd like, I'd like to be yeah, learn the classic way of cooking. Maybe get a chef's job. Maybe this. Yeah, we'll see what happens. At the moment, the thing is, is, I'm in such a secure job, sometimes it's so hard to make that leap, you know? 
like the fear of yeah like, absolutely it's, yeah it's a bit hardcore so yeah that's always the problem in it like it's taking a risk like the, in a way sometimes like when you get like laid off or whatever or something like that it, it forces you to have to make a decision that, yeah. yeah like George is currently yeah. experiencing our, our friend who we mentioned earlier yeah um, yeah talking of George so I, I asked him why I should ask you oh really because I do that like when I'm doing someone who I don't know very well but I know somebody else who knows them and he didn't give me he was like oh just talk to him about like just I don't know who, like he said, and then he sent me a text um, <laughs> saying, "Ask Scott about wounding." <laughs> He's a bad boy, isn't he? Yeah, he is a bad boy. It sounded like a bad boy kind of question. Wounded is—it's like quite—it's horrific and disgusting. Well, I've no idea why he'd ask me to explain this to you. Um, it's basically. Um, it happens, or it used to happen, I don't know if it happens anymore, in accident black spots in America, in the States, where people would like wait basically for an accident to happen, or come across an accident victim, and um, have sex with their wounds. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It features in their film, um, I can't remember what the film called um, now. Crash? It might well be. I think be. it is Crash, the Cronenberg film. Uh, I yeah, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it. that's basically what wounding is. Uh, wounding is the slang term for people that have sex with injured people's wounds. I'm not sure how it works out. Like, obviously, do they just go for puncture wounds, or I don't know how you'd fuck a graze, yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. So I'm not quite sure the ins and outs. But, I guess yeah. it has to have an orifice to insert. Into yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I'd imagine a deep wound. Well, not necessarily deep. It depends on how well you're endowed, I suppose. But, is it um, a consensual thing? It doesn't, it doesn't I would have thought so, would it? Like. If, if, I was, if I was in a car crash or something like that, I'd expect the person to help me, not try and have sex with me. Yeah, um, I guess you could arrange the car crash in advance. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. fair play, whatever makes people happy. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah. As long as it's consensual. It is very, very strange thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. slightly embarrassed that you've asked me that. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. George, George is far I'm going to kill George when I see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how did you find out about that? Like, uh, I honestly can't remember. I think I read it somewhere else. Like, so, no, I think the article was about... So they didn't know about it at first, but then they kept coming across people that obviously involved in accidents or that died from the accidents. And they'd find, like, semen inside the actual wounds oh, or inside man. the body. That's and horrible. Obviously, yeah, there's only one way that you can get there kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, it's already a... Yeah, well well done, George, for completely, like, throwing a curveball to both of us. Yeah. It, I didn't know. Like, I thought it would be, like, something, like, related to some kind of personal thing. Oh, really? So, no, I, I no, know. Oh, no, it's nothing, no. I've, but I've, it's never, not, it's clearly, I've never taken part, nor... Certainly, I don't think anyone would misunderstand and think you had. Yeah, but, no. Uh, but, no, I think, because George listens to the show, so I think he just likes the idea of, like, throwing in, like, fucked up weird shit, like, yeah. what, like what he's into, um, into the show. Um, yeah, George said to me, I guess I'll ask him if I can leave this in. He said to me that when his first child was born, because it was a caesarean, he was like, he said, he said, I loved it, Dave. I love all that <laughs> shit. I was just like looking around the side and like watching oh, it because I'm a bit fucked up like that. Yeah, George is very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, well, he's, he's, I think like George is like one of the my favourite people. Like 
if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, that that anecdote sounds uh, like he's like he's the nicest person yeah. ever. He's the kindest person. Like that's what I think is really great yeah. about him. Like he's definitely one of my favourite. Like he's like one of my closest London friends for sure that I made. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you've known George a long time. Yeah, 16 years. And you, yeah, exactly, like I've you said. I've experiences with him. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably not any that you can share. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think of ones that didn't involve something that could get both of us into trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. Yeah. But he's a nice guy. He's a very, very nice guy. The thing is about George, he's got your back. Yes, definitely, uh, 100%. And that's a, a I mean it, I guess it's not that rare I do know quite a lot of people who've got my back but it feels like when you look at society that having people's back isn't that common because people don't seem to have people's back yeah. like it doesn't feel like we're making policies to, yeah. to hark on back again about that <laughs> stuff again that they've got people's back but uh, there we go so when you were loafing around for a few years, like how were you supporting yourself? Uh, I was living with family, so I didn't okay. really need to support myself. And every day we'd meet George, it'd be me, uh, Jamie, our other friends, yeah. George. Uh, Sam had occasionally, I think you've met. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Hamja. Uh, yeah, his brother is currently, currently incarcerated yeah. in America. Uh, yeah, that's right. Under ridiculous terrorist charges. I know, just, man. It's so outrageous George talked about it on one of, on his second GDA yeah. with me like it's with me and Jack and we're quite drunk we're drinking brandy oh really and we're talking about the law like police uh, he brought it up like yeah it's horrific yeah like he's a he's he's a a Muslim guy isn't he a Muslim he? guy is he, is he autistic some form yeah yeah. Of, yeah and he's been kind of arrested under he's terrorist been, charges basically yeah he was involved in a website and there's some sort of link to some jihadist website which if you meet the guy you'd know he's like no way like it's one of these loopholes maybe he's a poet isn't he yeah he's, he writes honestly, poetry honestly it's ridiculous and uh, yeah he's uh, the website had, was held on a server in the states somewhere along the line and yeah he got yeah dawn raids held obviously without charge incarcerated they've, they've got George's Lou Reed collection you're joking. Yeah, the police have got no. it. No. They've still got it. Jesus, I bet it's fuming about that. Uh, I didn't know that. Is. They're quite entertaining at the same it time. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonder what they're doing with it. I don't know, man. Like, I guess they're not playing it. That's like the most biggest waste of anything. Is <laughs> CDs just never yeah. listened to, just in a police like cell, just like sitting there that George would no, like Indiana to Jones, have. Jones, the big warehouse. Yeah, just like just like CD. Indiana yes, Jones, yeah. The warehouse full of CDs that yeah. they're taking away. It's going to be some dangerous material in there. Madonna singles and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, yeah. Yeah, and okay. So and yeah. So that's uh, that's his. That's one of the guys yeah. who used to. Uh, hang out with his brother yeah, yeah, yeah. people could there's like a campaign about that yeah, on, on Facebook yeah. I'll link to it yeah 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 it's time so, so the plane comes over yeah, just at a convenient yeah, time yeah. to like cover up what I'm saying conspiracy yeah, theorists to having a field day yeah and you guys used to just hang out yeah hang out every day play football drink beer it's like heaven he's just it describing was, heaven it was bliss it was we did absolutely <laughs> fuck all for about 18 months maybe even 2 years um, yeah that's worth doing. Oh, definitely. It was. It was. It was um, if you can do it, do it. It was Jesus. a university of life. You know, it was just it's actually experiencing life with no responsibilities or cares, and just 
seeing what, seeing what you are and love the exactly. world is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just enjoying yeah, it. Just no plans for the day. Just see where the day takes you. Every day is something different. And, I mean, yeah, we spent most of our days either very drunk or very high, but it's fucking amazing, you know? Like, yeah, when I look back at some of the moments we, we shared with each other, Glastonbury a few times, um, like all the football near George's house, um, the park there. So Glastonbury's good from the inside, is it? Glastonbury's amazing. Because <clears throat> I once went to Glastonbury from the outside. Okay. Um, I, I was doing uh, cash and traffic management at Glastonbury to get some money. I was at university. We were really like hard up. We had like we spent money like water. We were fucking idiots. But we were asked, like, let's have sausages in the morning like, every day. Like, yeah. like it was good times. I like, uh, I guess it was my equivalent of what you guys did. I just was also doing like, I set up a theatre company and stuff. It was good. They were. I had the time to do what I fucking wanted to do. It was good. Uh, where was I going with that? Uh, oh yeah, Glastonbury. So yeah. I, we needed to make some money because we'd like blown through all our money. So we went to Glastonbury because our friends were going to get because we thought we could get some extra money. And they were doing cash and traffic management. So they were doing working two days, then getting a free ticket. But me and Jen, my girlfriend, we shit. It was it's such a stupid thing to do. We decided to work the whole time through. So we were on the outside of the festival all the time. We never went in. We had, we went, we saw oh, Ash uh, when we went in. Bad decision. Yeah, but we didn't mean oh. to see Ash. <laughs> we went to, went in to use the, to buy some, some, um, we needed to buy some food because we had yeah. ran out of food. So we went into the festival with our free tickets just to get, to, to get some food and we went up to the to use the toilets and then we came down and Ash were playing so we sort of like watched three songs that's all we saw the rest of the time we were working like we were working the kind of hours that you work but actually longer we were working 12 hour shifts I think with no breaks no breaks they didn't always bring us lunch they were supposed to bring us lunch we couldn't leave our posts we couldn't leave our posts so I had like this really weird it was like upstairs downstairs like I was having this horrific experience like it was really sunny as well so it was so hot and like Jen like nearly fainted I think because she's not like got that good a constitution she gets sunburn and all this shit and she's like uh, exhausted but and I ended up becoming like in charge on the last day I was in charge of two lanes of pedestrians and two lanes of traffic and it was just insane. I was like, stop it. Like, I was like, fucking had people's lives in my hands. There was like shit going on. I had a walkie talkie. I was <laughs> wow. like, fuck. I didn't authority. know I was signing up for this. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't like becoming a figure of authority. So it was a really waste of money, really. Uh, like the whole thing, we had to pay money to get there and get back. So yeah. we didn't even make any money, really. We were so fucking stupid. We just did slave labor for no yeah, reason. There's no reason why we did it. It was so stupid. Then, on the way home, oh god, this is an epic story, sorry about this, <laughs> hijacking your GBA with it, but on the way home, we get to uh, we get to Bristol where we're supposed to be staying, but we realise that we don't ha- know how to get to our friend's mum's house where we're staying, right? We haven't got any money to get, the, to get trains or, or buses or anything, and we can't get hold of her. She's in Glastonbury, she's got no signal, so we can't get hold of her to find out the address. So we don't know how to get to her mum's house and we're in Bristol and we're like, fuck, what do we do? 
So we managed to remember the way home to her mum's house from a taxi ride that we had taken to the uh, bus station. That's all we had to remember. So we were like walking through the streets of Bristol and we recognised a landmark and we were like, fuck, that's the way. And then we started walking and like both of us were integral because we both got to all these points where we were like, have, we couldn't remember anything. Then we'd like see a shop window with a teddy bear and we'd be like, that's the shop. It's that way. Or we'd see like a statue and we'd be like, I remember that statue, but we'd just been like casually looking yeah, out yeah, the window yeah. of a taxi. Yeah. And it just taught me that you remember a lot yeah. more than you fucking think you do if you have to. Because we would have been homeless yeah. that night if we hadn't like remembered that way. Like, I don't know how we managed to do it, but it was, yeah. Anyway, that's my association <laughs> with Glastonbury that you saying that you went to Glastonbury's part. What was Glastonbury like for you? Oh, Could amazing. You, yeah? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, first time was 2000, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, second time was 2003. Both times, like, really amazing. Like, really, really good. So. I want to go to a music festival. Yes. I've never been to really? a music festival. I'm surprised no at that. I went to, like I said, I went to that shit Glastonbury fucking... Didn't even see anything but Ash. I mean, I like uh, Girl From Mars. I think that is a tune. Yeah. But uh, I didn't even think they played that. <laughs> so I, didn't, I only like that song, like, <laughs> really. Maybe a couple of others are okay, but not. They're not like. When did you go? What did you yeah, see? Uh, we saw uh, main headline first time was David Bowie. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah. Oh that man. Was amazing. Two thousand came out wearing like a long gold uh, coat. I love David Bowie. I love yeah, David Bowie. I've loved, I loved him since I was seventeen years loved, old. Yeah. Amazing. We saw loads of people, man. Like Macy Gray at the time. Uh, she had a good. She had some good stuff on her first album. Yeah, she's first not that great. No, no, no. That's what it was. It was the first album. Yeah. Um, what else we see? Manu Chow, fucking amazing. Oh, I've heard really good things about. Have you him. never heard of Manu Chow? You got to get the album Clandestino. Okay. Fucking amazing. Like, honestly, go home and like buy it George's way. Like, yeah. No, I just use Spotify. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. That's an amazing album. That's what we see. White stripes, fucking amazing again. Yeah, they're really tight. Do. They're tight. Like what they do is, <laughs> yeah, they're really, right. really good at it. Really I mean, good. I'm not always in the mood for it, but when they, yeah. I can see what's good about it. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, like, I can't even remember. I, I, as I said, we were pretty fucked up, you know. Like we were in our late teens, yeah, going man. to Glastonbury nights. That's the best time. Anecdotally, to go, um, I reckon late teens. We uh, we had an arrangement that everyone brings alcohol with us. Uh, like George has bought two bottles of vodka and I bought two bottles of brandy. Mate Jamie turned up with a 48 keg of beer, not realising he's got to carry it, like oh, two in four day all the way there, yeah. Quite amusing, we drank most of it on the on actual way, like when we got there walking. I think when we walked, managed to walk in the actual grounds with about eight cans. Like hardcore. That's quite amusing. That's quite epic. Yeah. It's funny how you do stupid <laughs> things really stupid. and then you have to live through the actual yeah. repercussions of them and it teaches you how yeah. not to do it. Because you don't do it again. The first year we got the traffic was so bad we actually got off at, um, I think we got off was it Shepton Mallet or something like that? Where it, was, it wasn't Pilton where the actual festival was and walked the last, where it was, five miles. Because it couldn't be asked. It's great, it was smoking dope, walking along the road, like everyone's having a good time, like music playing. And yeah, it was a man. festival before you got to the festival almost, you know? 
that was what it was about. It was about being with your friends <laughs> yeah. and going like going. It was the journey there. It yeah. wasn't even the actual thing. It was like being with your friends yeah. and having those like moments where you're just like all with each other yeah. and like doing the same thing Definitely. and like having the same experience. It's kind of a collective. All of those things are like 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 I I didn't go to music music festivals, but I went clubbing and I yeah. went to gigs and I've done things like that. Like it's about the journey yeah, there yeah, and the journey back as much as the gig but the gig has to be amazing too because yeah. that like completes the entire story I mean that's why those kind of films work you know films for road trips to do stuff like that they work because they are true yeah. like that's a, that's not Hollywood bullshitting you that actually you do experience yeah. I think or you can experience if you're lucky and privileged and all that shit I mean obviously that's not universal <laughs> man it has been good. The last question. <laughs> I think that's going to be quite an interesting conversation because we started less drunk than we uh, finished. Yeah. Let's say drunk. <laughs> the last question that I ask yeah. is, do you have anything to plug? No, do I have anything to plug? That's, that's a weird question. Um, what can I plug? So can I plug two things? Of course you can. It's your plugging section. Okay. I think I'm gonna plug love actually, just love. Fucking hell, okay. Yeah. That's an excellent plug. Yeah, I, I think everyone plug. everyone needs to love a bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. Doing the love revolution, you know? Like, there's no reason for everyone to be so intense around, but I must have chill out a bit man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see how I'll plug love. Well if we're plugging stuff like that, I'm gonna throw in a plug. I want to plug empathy. Yes, definitely, I agree. Like that is what this show is supposed to be about. That's what I found through this. I'm like a bit of an advocate, a bit of a uh, proselytizer of empathy <laughs> these days. I just think it's so important. Yeah. Definitely. And like, I learned true empathy. I experienced true empathy when I was around the age, of, like you're talking about, at university. you know how you can experience yeah, true yeah. empathy I'll just put it that way yeah. and um, it changed my life I think and I, I've since then I've always like sought empathetic experiences and uh, I'm pleased to be like I think I'm doing alright it's hard to be empathetic it's not easy yeah, no. you have to pay attention to other people Definitely. and like sometimes you can get so wrapped up in yourself everybody does that you don't have time to like really be empathetic with other people and that's why the government is in this situation because yeah. they have no way of being empathetic with people that's my view but um but empathy i think love is great too i love love uh, i love love as well uh it is good and what was your other thing um, no, we'll leave the other thing. We'll what was the it. other thing? I was going to do something corporate. I don't want it. No, do something corporate no. anyway. No. All right. No, <laughs> don't. It's not worthy of it. Because it, it, it can't top love. <laughs> it's like love's the, love's the universal number one at the end of the day. So. Yeah. You can't top love at all. Yeah. Well, it has been a pleasure getting Thank very acquainted with you, Scott. Yeah. Uh, I feel very acquainted now. Yeah, man. Me too. Uh, I want to go for a beer. Yeah, let's go for a beer. Yeah, I've got man. time. <laughs> Excellent.
the last thing I ask my guests to do is to say goodbye to the audience. Oh, goodbye audience, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Bye. As you heard at the beginning of the show, I lost some subscribers who had subscribed to iTunes because of some problems that I had with the feeds. iTunes is now working fine. The problem wasn't even with iTunes, the problem was with somebody else, but that's beside the point. I lost a load of listeners, and that's a real shame because Getting Better Acquainted is, I think, a really great show, and those people thought so, that's why they subscribed, and now their feeds will look like normal, but not update, and they won't know that I'm still producing a podcast. In fact, seven weeks have gone out, and they have not received them. So, I've lost some people, and I want to shout to them and say, Hey, I'm, I'm working, it's working, but because their feeds won't update, I can't tell them. I think it's a real shame to have lost people who listen to the show, regular listeners. And so what I'd like those of you who listen through SoundCloud or Stitcher, who, or new people who found me through iTunes who are hearing this... What I'd really like you guys to do to help me out is to tell people about the show. Just like share it on your Facebook or your Twitter feed or however you communicate with your friends, email them. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode today or to other episodes and you'd like to give me something back, I don't ask for money. This is a free podcast and it's going to stay a free podcast. I'm never going to charge for it, I don't think. It's just not something that I want to do with getting better acquainted. But I do want people to hear it. And I've lost some people who like to hear it, and I'd like to sort of boost it, you know? So I, I'd really like for people to share it, tell people about it, share episodes that you've enjoyed, maybe. Share today's episode. And tell people what's good about the show because I sometimes think people go oh yeah conversation show that's not for me when actually they might find it is for them if they took some time to get better acquainted with getting better acquainted I love making this show and I just want as many people to hear it as possible really because I think listening to other people I've certainly found it myself hosting the show and and going on this kind of journey that the show's been and I think listeners can also feel this listening to people hearing who they are what what makes them tick it's so enlightening in terms of how we see the world how we see ourselves and I just want to get back the people that I lost who wanted to listen and maybe grab some new ears some new people who are interested in listening to the lives, the thoughts and the experiences of other people because don't we all want that? isn't that what art's about? isn't that what life is about friendship is about I'm not going to ask you to push me that often I always appreciate it but I don't ask in urgence like this 
normally. And I really will appreciate whatever support you can give me. Let's get some people better acquainted with getting better acquainted. find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast you can find it on Facebook it's Getting Better Acquainted have a search on Facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way and on the Stitcher Smart Radio app you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the app store there are lots of ways to get better acquainted